I I must see these. I mean, I'm dusty. Oh, look at you. Look at We're live, you. by the way. Oh, my bad. <laughs> um, so my All right. person this week. I didn't ask you. Let me ask you. Oh, I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. Laura, did you meet any <laughs> black people this week? Any new black people this week? So technically, I've known this person, but I received a package in the mail this week, right? Mm-hmm. And it was unclear to me who it was from. And then when I had unwrapped the first layer, yes, layer, there was another package within the package. And then when I unwrapped the second layer, it was wrapped in aluminum foil. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, SARS? And then I unwrapped the last layer and it reveals itself to be a birthday present for my mama. While my mama wrapped my birthday present in aluminum foil? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, wasn't your birthday like three months ago? Yeah, don't worry about it. My mom is is on extreme CP time. So let's just <laughs> let's just let that be. Let that be. She's. I called her this morning to let her know I got the package, and she's like, "Yeah, I bought your birthday card the week before your birthday, but I just got around to it last week." Yes, mama. Mm-hmm. She must right. have that same thing I got with the post office, where I just don't want to go there. Exactly. Pretty much. So I saw my mama in the mail. So there. That's all. That's that was my black person this week. My mama. Okay. All right. Um. Cool. So, How about you? Did you meet I, any black people that you actually did not, you know, run through their birth canal? How about you? Oh, weird. Um, I know that's your mom, <laughs> but I mean, I was a C-section, so does it count? Oh, I mean, okay, too much. All right. Um, <laughs> I um, saw another black person walking in El Sobrani when I was biking. Hell yeah. In the same exact spot. So I think that there are like multiple families that live on that stretch. It's the same oh street, God. but like way further up. And then um, there was a cashier at the grocery store, another one. Um, and then I went for a longer ride the other day. Um, and I went to Berkeley, California, which I know most people have actually heard of. And mm-hmm. I was just, I went to, Um, a bike shop and when I was leaving there were these two like raggedy looking old dudes black dudes outside and I had headphones in so I didn't really know what they were saying but they were like talking to me and laughing really loud and like Mm. I'm not sure if they were like hitting on me like creepy old dudes hit on you or like what was going on but it made me very uncomfortable and I just (laughs) and kept going like I just Mm. did not engage um so those were all my black people this week. Oh, did I tell you, speaking of which, with the headphones walking by a group of people, did I tell you about that time back in the day? Not back in the day. It was like two years ago. I was rocking on my block, and I had my headphones in. Music was not playing, and I also had shades on, and I was walking okay. by a group of these young dudes, and one of them was apparently trying to get my attention, and his friend was like, uh-uh, she got her nigga blockers on, so no. you ain't gonna be able to talk to <laughs> Not at all. And no, we're done. Fix it like Jesus. 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 I'm Laura Solis, a girl from the South Bronx living in Whitelandia of Portland. Okay. Um, I'm Aisha McGowan. I don't like that where you from game because we've already played this. Mm-hmm. We ain't got that kind of time. <clears throat> but I'm currently living in El Sobrani, California, which is in Northern California, not too far from San Francisco. So it's really El Sobrante. You do know that, right? I've told you this already. I already that... told you we inviting you to the quinceañera. So and you... I told you I'm only coming if y'all let me sit in the chair. <laughs> Gosh. Look, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Let's, you can't right. sit in, let's just move on. Let's just move Don't on. tell me what I can't do, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, this week for Yas Queen, mm-hmm. I am picking the Williams sisters because they have both made it to the finals of a Grand Slam. They're both going to face yeah. off at the Australian Open. And this is the first time in a while. I think the last time was maybe 2012. I might be making that up. That they um, were both in it? 
but that they were that they faced off in in the finals of a grand slam. Like it's been a minute because Venus has some kind of like um disease or some kind of like oh is that yeah. why she hasn't been in it? Yeah, so she just fell out of the top one hundred of tennis players. Yeah. Um, and now I guess she's got herself back up there, which is awesome. So a Williams sister is going to win. Um this one which is great have you ever played tennis uh <laughs> yes oh, dear. Um, <laughs> oh since 2009 so it's been a good minute um i have played tennis i played tennis like sometimes as a kid just for fun and like in gym class and stuff but like whenever somebody asks if i've ever played tennis i always think about the time i went to cancun with my roommate in college Mm-hmm. And we had spa credit as a part of our like package because we okay. bought it through Costco or something. And the only thing we could afford <laughs> with the spa credit without like adding to it, because you know how I roll, right. was to, to rent the tennis court and like tennis rackets. But it was a terrible plan because it was like a hundred and something degrees. Outside. Oh, I wouldn't have been there. Nope. <laughs> nope. And we were just like dying. We're like, this is this is not fun. Like this is awful. <laughs> not, I'm not enjoying myself. So yes, yeah, so that's when keeping it real goes wrong when you're too cheap to like use the spa for the spa and try Damn. and just like use the spa credit for tennis and just end up almost having a heat stroke. Don't do it. I advise against that. Pardon me, miss. Pardon me. All right. So this is the part of the show where we read you guys the feedback from our listeners. So last week we asked what. Um, what is white supremacy? Like, how do you define it? What does it mean to you? We asked if Becky is a slur. So we had some interesting responses. And yeah, so Maria said that's an American thing. Um, And I do not agree with this. I do believe that white supremacy is very much a global thing. I did Um, get to interact with Maria on the internet um, and... I learned that Maria is not American born. So okay. I do wonder how that would impact her. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like like some of the other responses were very um very uh, narrow in in terms of like, oh, this person, we're gonna call him Steven. And he said, I automatically assume dudes in the woods with AR fifteens raging a waste war. Um and that are overtly racist, like the KKK. Oh, those and, are the people, like, just, like, 10 miles from me. All right, keep going. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and he also brought up the example of the Dave Chappelle skit. Yes, where, that's why I was yelling out, white power, white power. Um, not funny. It is not funny. Um, for those of you who don't know about the skit, I can't remember what they named the character, but basically it was a black man who was visually <laughs> impaired but he was also a member of the KKK and didn't know he was black. And no one ever told that. him he was black because he was like one of the like the leaders of the KKK. Like he was their strong mm-hmm. one of their strongest constituents. Um mm-hmm. and so he discovers that he's black and like he's the- always wearing a hood, by the way. Yeah, he's always so wearing no a hood. one else knows he's black either. <laughs> so the punchline is that once he discovered it, he divorced his wife for being a inward lover i don't even like that word very much but yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like the self like he hated black people so much that even when he discovered he was black he was like why are you married to a black person yeah and it was like wait what <laughs> yeah those so yeah so it's a very extreme um interpretation of white supremacy but yes um if i can find that video which i probably can i'll post yeah, it on it's, it's facebook page um, so I guess, yeah, there are quite a few people because this came up last week because we were saying how um, um, a, a mutual friend just recently discovered that white supremacy could actually mean um, or be on a spectrum versus just being mm-hmm. the KKK, which I um, totally think is the case. And this other listener, let's call him Patrick, he says uh, white supremacy mm-hmm. is control and fear. Uh, people trying to use fear to control someone that wouldn't know any better. And um, to me, I think that is kind of where white supremacy is born, kind of the mm-hmm. idea of like the beginnings of slavery and the beginnings of like a white supremacist takeover where um, 
colonizers would come into places that were not their own and earn the trust falsely of these indigenous populations. Native Americans, then, anyone? Indigenous people of the, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then betray the mess out of that trust. Just completely betray yeah. them, Turn them into slaves, take all their land, kill all their folks, like just colonize the motherfuckers. Yep. Colonize the mess out of everybody. And mm -hmm. I think that's the part where like using fear to control someone that wouldn't know any better. Um, and it's not always just using fear, I guess, in that case, because I feel like some folks were just like willingly submissive. I think so because it's like you you have po you think positively. You thinking you're thinking yeah, the best like, of a these person. These folks are our friends. They're trying to help us, and then yep. by the time you realize that that's not the case, it's too late. And um, that's what, I feel like that is a major reason as to why I'm an angry black person. I have trust issues. Yeah. <laughs> like trust issues. Yes, yeah. for sure. Um, well, what does white supremacy mean to you, Laura? Ooh, white supremacy to me, as I guess in relation to this spectrum that we've spoken about, is in part the fact that white is normal, if you will. Like white is okay. what is considered norm in our, is the standard, whether it's in our media or, you know, whether it's an advertisement or so like on a very big, if it's in our history lessons at school, it it's is the focus of all the things. Exactly. And, and anything else is like an elective. Yeah. <laughs> yes. On the side, like not. Yeah. Pretty much. So it's the same as like, you know, going to a hair, like a beauty supply store and they only have the white people things. And it's like, oh, wait, but what about me? Or you can't find your shade in no, a foundation I or something. Of that sort. I went to SoulCycle in Seattle with Will when they opened up mm -hmm. and I did the class and I took a shower there. And then I was like, dang, I ain't got nothing to put in my hair. And they had like hairspray. Oh, you mean like conditioner? No. Or some leave-in leave or something? I mean, they had like the, they had a shampoo and a conditioner in the shower itself. But oh, like okay. afterwards they have products. They have like lotion and face wash and like all kinds of stuff that you could use. But mm -hmm. um, the hair product for the most part was just this hair, like a holding spray. No. And I was no. like, hmm. No. But then I also thought about like what, like like most black women are very specific about what they'll put in their hair in the first place. So that's gotta be like a challenge to cater to a full range of humans, but nobody's really even trying. But then yeah, I did just put some kinky curly up in that mug and it's gonna be all right. right. I just need some coconut oil. Everybody like coconut well, oil. I think they had like a, some kind of like mist, like a little mist that had some coconut oil in it. Um, okay, okay. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna just do a little spray of this and a little spray of that, and we'll be all right. Mm -hmm. uh, and I look a little rough because Seattle was very damp and frizz and curls don't go, but yeah, so just <laughs> like something as simple as that, not being able to find your shade of foundation in the makeup aisle or yeah. not, you know, just white being the focus of all branding and marketing and all of that, and you having to go out of your way or go to the ethnic aisle to find the things yes! that you need. Dude, um, when I go to Fred Meyers and I need to go to the ethnic aisle just to find some fucking sasson, like, come on, son. Why isn't it what next to the other seasons? Why isn't it next to the oregano? Like, I don't understand this. I mean, it makes it convenient for me to find all the things I was looking for, like the flavor. But, you know, I just, I'm not, I'm not here for it. You just made it really clear. Like, yes, this is the other. This mm -hmm. is the other aisle. But anyhow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how, about, how about you Aisha? what is white supremacy to you um i think i'm pretty much in line with your interpretation of what white supremacy is um just that idea of white being the standard and that um it's so ingrained in our society that the beneficiaries of white supremacy don't even notice it like a lot of people think that white supremacy is the KKK and only the KKK and just mm -hmm. the most extreme versions of itself. And that is not the case. It's so much more subtle than that. And that's why a lot of black folks are always like systemic racism and all of that other stuff. And, yep. and people are super confused because they're like, well, I'm not racist. And it's like, no, but you are benefiting from. Yeah. And that's where people have to check their privilege. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so the other question we asked was, is Becky a slur? Ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love all the responses to this. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Can I read them? Can I read them? Though? Please Can go I ahead. Okay. 
<laughs> all right. So one of them is that, all right, the first that I'm going to read is actually um, one that I just found on Facebook that was just pretty general. And it wasn't specific to Becky, but they wrote, so this new trend of using generic white people names to refer to white people is just as offensive as a white person using a black name generically. It's disrespectful, and if you do it to me, I will punch you in the mouth. This is, I'd expect anyone to punch someone in the mouth disrespecting the name their mamas gave them. Hashtag call me Colin again, MFR. And this is from a white person, or at least appears to be a white person. So this person is just fed up because somebody's just made up <laughs> names to him, like exactly. the dude we talked about last week. Yes. And With his classmates. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've had people come up to me and be like, oh, you wanted them Isha's. And I'm like, yes, my name oh, is Isha. No, like, it's annoying. Did. Exactly. And I think it probably stemmed from people doing stuff like that, where they're like, oh, well, I'm just going to lump all you guys together because you got like your Tanya's and Yaisha's and your Lakeisha's. Well, I I was surprised for a second, but I was also next to you when that woman shrilled in fear when she heard your name. Literally, I said, my name is Aisha. And she goes, oh! (laughs) We just stared at her like, um, what? My name is Laura. (laughs) because i i for obvious reasons i don't have that issue people don't respond what about a white lady like what yes and so like i the petty side of me lives for when that happens and Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. a few other responses because we did get a few more well we got some others one (laughs) another response was I wouldn't call it a slur, but I can see how it's derogatory, similar to non-Latinos calling us papi or mommy, which is something that I have certainly been on the receiving end of. But this also made me think of a person who mentioned that their boss had referred to their weekly Black person, is what I'm going to call them, because it's a, a person in service that comes in to provide service for, I guess, the building they're working in. And this is a white man who referred to the weekly black man as brother and was like, hey, brother. And apparently the black man, his face read, don't call me that again. But of course, he just kind of brushed it off and walked away. But yes, this is not okay. I, don't call me brother. Don't call me sister. No. Thirdly, this one I'm here for 100%. <clears throat> They don't respect us. I don't care about what white people cry about. This is not my concern. At the end of the day, they're still winning. So if they're crying about Becky, they can take that. When they've been crying for 400 years, then I'll care. Until I own a bunch of Beckys, I could care less. I don't even really call anyone Becky. But the fact that someone will cry about it makes me want to use it more. Hashtag petty. That was my edition. So but petty. Yes. yes. I round of applause lady or gentleman yes oh that was awesome that that ridiculous white woman um tommy loren or whatever her name is Mm -hmm. people have been calling her tammy on a regular basis and oh because somebody did that a famous person did it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sure did um was it future somebody did it and i was just like some black man it was a black Mm -hmm. man on the internet Mm -hmm. somebody will tell us i'm here for it yeah, I, I am as well, because... Tanya, what? Yep. Mm-hmm. Tina? <laughs> <laughs> what? Love? So, Sorry. have we concluded if Becky is a slur or not? We've just concluded that it is, in fact, offensive, and if you are using it, you should know that. Right? Yes. Is that, is that what Yeah, I think that's the conclusion there. It's like a how much do you care? Like, exactly. how mad and petty are you feeling? It's just I'm, petty. Becky is petty. Becky okay. is petty. Under Petalonians, yes. Mm, yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> so this week's discussion topic, um, we wanted to talk about mental health in the Black community. Yes, girl. Because it is a very frowned upon to yeah, even definitely consider stigmatized. mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and getting help for yourself um, is even more frowned upon. Because it's you're just supposed to ask Black Jesus to heal you. Just ask Black Jesus. <laughs> just ask Black Jesus. Or tough it out. Or mm-hmm. you gotta be a strong Black person. And I feel like it stems from like oppression, honestly, where it's like, well, our ancestors didn't have the ability to deal with mental health. They just had to like deal with life because they were being tortured and killed or mm-hmm. overworked or whatever. 
Um, but, you know, we've hopefully progressed since then. Um, although lots of things are still the same, I feel like as intellectuals and individuals, the black community has progressed quite a bit. And I think it's time for people to start considering the possibility that we need to stop ignoring mental health as a serious issue amongst Absolutely. our folks. Um, I personally have had my struggles. Um, I have clinical depression and anxiety and ADHD. And my childhood was very rough because of all of these things. Um, and then once I reached a breaking point in my early 20s, I decided on my own to go seek therapy. And it's probably the best thing I ever did for myself. Um, I didn't know you had clinical depression. I knew about the other ones. I was oh. hospitalized twice for depression. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it wow. was bad. It was really, really bad. And, um, yeah, I was an emo kid in high school. Was, and then my dad died, and that didn't help. And mm. I was just like, oh, my God. And just this whirlwind of darkness. It was a, I was not very fun to be around. Um, and I think I'm pretty fun now. So I, I think you're, you're a big ball of fun. I yeah. am. <laughs> A huge advocate for therapy. I think it can do wonders if you are with the right person. I actually did see therapists throughout mm. my entire childhood, but it mm -hmm. was something that my parents decided for me. Oh, okay. It's something, not something that I ever wanted to do for myself. Oh, and right. so I think that made a huge difference on its effectiveness because I didn't trust any of those folks. And I didn't. Along those lines, I once sought out the help of a therapist. Um, I, her name was Dr. Love. Um, <laughs> and I admittedly, the first time I went, I was like, nah, this ain't gonna work out because she didn't have her shit together. I mm. have a problem with seeking help from someone who doesn't have <laughs> their shit together. Cause like she had issues with like, oh wait, your name again? No. And telling no. me, oh, don't worry about the insurance. We'll get that the next time. And I'm like, what if I don't show up another time? Like, what are you doing? Like, get your life, get your life. So I did go a second time because I wanted to. I wanted to think she was having a bad day. Nah, it was no better. I did not go back. I just, mm -hmm. mm -mm, mm -mm. And, and I mean, it's a, it's a very lonely disease, if you will, if you allow it to be, I would say. Um, and it was very hard to deal with that on my own, but partly, I mean, I'm happy that we're having this conversation right now because I know that there's still a lot of people out there that do not feel comfortable seeking professional help, even though they should. Probably really or should. they probably would really benefit from it, at least. Um, and I feel like in the Black community, most often you'll hear, oh, no, just seek the Lord. God will heal you. Just go to church. And it's just like, it's so much more than that. Like, And we have so many more resources now. We don't have to just go to, you know, Jesus to ask him to heal our woes like we have medical professionals that can assist us with this and maybe you might need medication and that's fine too did you I watch mean, did you finish watching insecure i did i did i forget the character's name but when they just when isa's character just suggested to molly to molly that she should seek professional care after uh, molly she she became petty 1000 for the rest yeah. of that evening because it was just probably the most offensive thing she could have probably have ever told like, her. Like, how dare you say that I need help? Like, yeah. And it was only after Molly had said that she had met with um, a former acquaintance who was, you know, doing really well and apparently had, you know, when Molly was like, girl, you seem so different. What's up? She was like, oh, I've been seeing a therapist and it's just been so different for me now and so forth and so on. And Molly was like, a therapist? So yeah, it's like one of the most insulting things you could possibly ever say to someone, apparently, is to tell them that they could potentially benefit from seeking help. But in the white community, at least the folks that I know, they talk about it very openly about seeking a therapist and so forth. You see it in movies where they're like, yeah, my therapist on Tuesdays and my therapist on Thursdays. Like they even make light of the conversation. Well, I feel like there's like no, no context for the like wide variety of things that could be happening mentally. Like everyone just lumps everything under the category of crazy. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And that is probably a huge part of the stigma where it's just like, oh, you must be crazy if you need to see a therapist or... Yeah. Um, like it's always either an extreme version of 
the mental issue or, you know, like it's. I agree with you. Cause even when we were talking about this earlier this week about just mental health in the black community and we were naming some names of some popular people and I myself caught myself calling these people crazy. And I'm like, wait, no, that is not <laughs> the proper way to address folks that are clearly suffering from mental illness. Um, I mean, I still use the word crazy, but not in that context. Like, admittedly, it's usually more humorous and it's to describe like someone acting buck wild or just erratically and not because they have a mental health issue. Yeah. Anyhow. Speaking yeah. of which, um, Kid Cudi, who, what was it, maybe like four or five months ago? Yeah, um, it was in the fall. It was in the fall, and he, you know, had posted publicly about the fact that he was seeking help, and I just love the outpouring of just support and encouragement he was getting and how that sort of spun off into, I forgot the hashtag that was being used, but essentially saying, you know, Black men um, seek help or something of that sort. Uh, because it's unheard of more or well, less it's like if you seek help then you're weak or yeah. it's like a very unblack manly thing to do oh, and yeah. it I is only because that's how it's always been but that doesn't have to be how it is moving forward correct um, correct and i think we put so much pressure on on black men or black people in general where we're forgetting that everyone's living in this constant state of fear, fear of the police, fear of authority, fear of anybody who's walking down the street can accuse you of something and you can end up in jail. Yep. Which sounds extreme, but it's not that, it's not as far-fetched as it should be. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And that, you know, like when I got pulled over in Oregon and my black husband woke up to police lights and some white man staring in his face, you know, like that, that's got to mess with your mental state. Absolutely. That's scary. It's terrifying. And then beyond that, depression is not like there are mental health issues that are genuinely chemical imbalances. Like it's not just, well, something's just, you're not trying hard enough. Like that's not how that works. Like, The way my brain is set up, like sometimes the way your brain is set up, you just sometimes you need to find another way. Like, yeah. Um, And I'm sure there are like lots of like homeopathic methods and there's always standard medicine. Do you think that's what Kanye needs? Some homeopathic medicines? I cannot diagnose Kanye. I'm not a medical professional, (laughs) but I do see the symptoms of somebody, the characteristics of somebody who does need assistance in, in his, in his life. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was putting it nicely. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's just not doing things that make a whole lot of sense, but at the same time, Kanye is an individual and he can make decisions on his own. And I feel like some people want to attribute his poor decision-making to mental health. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think that's, I don't think mental health is everything that's up with Kanye. Kanye has always been an individual. He's always been. Yes, I think Kanye different opinions than a lot of us do. And that is his right as an American. Um, He can't come to the barbecue. No, the cookout, Aisha. It's the cookout. I'm barbecuing. But Aisha, it's called a cookout. But I'm barbecuing at the cookout. Yes, but you you call it the cookout. We don't call it the barbecue. Look. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sure there's somebody in my in their house right now or in their car right now, like, yes, Laura. Let her know. Let her know. I'm here for you, person. I'm here for you. Please continue. Sorry. <laughs> like I said, that's not all <laughs> with Kanye. Now look him on the other hand, I feel like she's got some self hatred issues. Again, I'm not a medical Ooh. professional, but I cannot understand why she would bleach her skin that way. I mean, Azalea Banks did it too, or is doing it. Which doesn't make any sense to me. Which, with that said, Azalea Banks did recently, I think she posted a an article or essay about her mental health, and she's seeking help. Um, I'll post that. Let me actually make a note of that. But yeah, she recently wrote an essay or something of the sort, talking about her mental health state and how 
you know, the black community has not been here for her and so forth and so on, but she's going to be seeking help and she is looking for support and so forth. So her and Lil' Kim, yeah, they might need to be in the same bunk. Like, yeah, I mean, if you're bleaching your skin. Every now and again and goes on these like Trump-like Twitter rants. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, girl, we want to back you because sometimes she says stuff that's very, you know, poignant yeah very poignant and very relevant to the black community and then other times we're just like nah I'm like we gotta we gotta reel it back in azalea you gotta reel it back in we're gonna take your card away you have gone too far <laughs> we don't we not we're not there with you on that one we was there with you last week when you said that other thing but this nah not this one not co-signing that one no. <laughs> so yeah um i just i think that it's a shame that people aren't more readily into the idea of seeking professional help when they need it. Um, and I think some of that is not even being able to identify when you do need it, you know? Um, mm -hmm. There's also this concept that therapists don't necessarily reflect the black community. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what the numbers are like, like how many mm -hmm. people of color are I therapists. I never really thought about that, but yeah. But there's this new app that's called Talkspace, and they advertise it in a lot of um, podcasts. Mm. Um, but it's basically like you can go online and or go on this app and find a therapist for like $32 a week. You can talk to them unlimited. Oh, that's amazing. Which is a really cool concept. And I looked on there, and the first couple pages was just white folks. And I was like, oh, mm. I don't know if none of these folks don't understand, you know, what I'm going through. I... Um, Actually, especially in this day and age, I yeah, we are in a particularly racially tense time. Yeah, and I just I would not necessarily feel comfortable, or that as if my therapist could connect with me in particular to those issues. If that's why I'm seeking, you know, if that's partly why I'm there, um, I would want the person to look like me, <laughs> or to at least have a similar understanding of what I'm going through because hmm. otherwise I feel like it's almost like a white savior thing it's like nah I ain't here for you right and it's hard to again let your guard down when you don't trust the person you're talking to yeah um so yeah I don't know I guess if I I had a message that I'd want to give to people as somebody who has decided that your mental health is important um if you are going through some things find somebody to talk to you do not feel ashamed because we're humans yeah. and there's a lot going on especially with trump being present for the past week he is just like destroy he's just destroying hopes and hopes and dreams left and right um serious and so i think serious. it's very important that we really take stock of what we need and what's important and i know that's going to be harder now that he's getting rid of all of our health insurance but um <laughs> take care of yourself like find someone to talk to and it's really great to have friends and all of that and talk to them but sometimes medical or professional help is necessary and there's nothing wrong with that just like if you have a severe cold you go to the doctor for that if your appendix mess up you're gonna go to the emergency room like if you have mental health issues oh, that related, is just as important as a physical health issue. Yeah, because actually when you said that, I was going to say treat yourself, but this is not a treat. This is no. like caring for yourself. That is caring this for is, yourself. This and is it's not retail therapy. Health. It's not like, that's not, no. That is a temporary fix. Sometimes you need to work through your issues with the help of a professional. And I strongly recommend it. It made a huge difference in my life. Helped me figure out who I was, what I needed to do, where I needed to go how what I was worth and how I needed to treat myself accordingly um and was your therapist a brown person my therapist was not a brown person my therapist was a homosexual white man mm, okay he suffered from some oppression he is suffering from some oppression and mm -hmm. there were times where it was just like not feeling it but yeah. um for the most part I found him to be very helpful and very effective Okay. Um, good. Very good. Yeah. Very, very good. Hmm. Can I can I say an unrelated tangent, but it's somewhat related because you said appendixes, and that made me think of kidneys. Do you know if you get a kidney transplant, that they put the kidney in the front of your belly, and they keep your your old kidney stays where it is, and it sort of just shrivels up and turns into this like vestigial 
organ. Did you know this? I'm sorry, what? If you get, if you need a kidney transplant, they put the kidney essentially like on they your don't belly. get rid of the other kidney? They just no. add a kidney? They just add like they, because it's easier to hook it up from the front apparently. Oh, like a so. TV with like front ports? <laughs> exactly. They put it like right beneath like your belly button. So it kind of looks like you have a permanent beer belly, but you know, whatever. It's my kidney. I'm chilling. And the old one just sort of shrivels up and dies. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, that's so strange. Science is so cool. It is. Um, it is. All right. Well, I think what do we want the question? That. What's the question for the listeners? What do we want? What do we want to know? Um, I guess if what their thoughts are on on mental health, like do do they think? Hmm, let's see. Do you think it's necessary to seek therapy? Or do you or think maybe you when do you think Jesus? or like what is that's it's such a hard question. I, I guess, guess it's when do you think it's necessary to seek therapy, if ever, or is Jesus the answer? Okay, that works. There's also a lot of folks that don't think ADHD is real. Oh, it's real. And that's for sure. And you deal with me enough to know that it's real. Um, you I are how I enough. know it's real. <laughs> you and a couple of my customers that I deal with regularly. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I see what's going on here. Mm-hmm. 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 Or I guess I, my question is, how do you, what is the appropriate way to inform a friend or to advise a friend to seek help? Like if you see, it's like a, if you see something, say something type of thing. Because mm, I feel like that's a touchy subject. There, I feel yeah. like your circle will notice your need for help before you will. Yeah. So I have two questions. What do you think is the right way to approach a friend that you see that could use the assistance of a medical professional, a medical like a mental health professional? Mm-hmm. And the second question is, um, how do you? Oh, I forgot my question already. It was like a, it was like a reverse of that, like being receptive of that information or like, like, how do you think you would react if a friend said that you needed to seek medical, like yeah, mental that, health that's, that's it. from a medical professional? Like if you need to seek therapy, essentially, like kind of like Molly and Issa, like, would you blow up? Like, would you be yeah. offended? I feel like in the black community I think it might even be already said but instead of saying that it's like girl you need Jesus like I feel like you could sometimes remove that phrase and replace it with you could benefit from a medical uh, a mental health professional because I've heard that phrase so many times not personally thankfully like not towards myself oh yeah you need Jesus um like you oh, need yeah. Jesus, girl, and it's like and sometimes it's, well sometimes it's said in like a joking manner like they need oh yeah this, um like, yeah. Okay. But, other times. Mm-hmm. but anyway, yeah, there we go. Answer your que- answer the questions, folks. Let us know via whether it's on the Instagram. You want to send us an email at fixitblackjesus at gmail.com. Hit us up on the Facebook Messenger app. Whatever the case is, holla if you hear me. Oh, slide into our DMs. Just saying. Okay. It goes down in the DM. <laughs> it go down. Okay. Um. Yes. So... Trump transition. Well, the transition is complete. So we're going to call this Trump administration from now on, I guess. Trump troubles. Oh, Trump troubles. All right. Um, you know I'm a sucker for alliteration. He had ordered that the wall be built. They said it's going to take 16 years. And I quote the Mexican president or the president of Mexico says, we're not paying for that fucking wall. Like, that's what he said. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now Trump is saying they're just going to put a 20% tax on all Mexican goods or something like that, right? Um, and that's how they're that going to pay for the idea wall? Was, That's um... his new idea. And that's probably going to hurt us more than it's going to help us build that wall. And either way, it's going to take billions of dollars to build that wall. And again, 16 years. They're saying that it would destroy the, is it the ecology? Is that what you call the Yeah, the ecology. I imagine there's some ecosystems that'll be- Because wildlife needs to be able to roam freely to, to, to survive. Oh my gosh. 
And also, I think they need, what, $55 million to fix the pipes in Flint? Word. Can, we, build... can you just slide 50, $55 million up there? Flint still of... ain't got clean water since 2014. It is 2017, okay? Ridiculous. Fix the problems we already have, okay? The ones that are affecting the people on this side. And my question is, like if the they real problems. build this wall, it's going to take 16 years, right? So that's four president terms. Yep. And they're not going to start building the wall tomorrow. So there's maybe five president turns. And at some point in time, I would like to think that somebody's going to be like, this wall is dumb and shut down that project. Seriously. Which will mean that they'll just have wasted whatever money was already invested into the building of the wall. It's just a really bad situation. Okay. America. Also trying to put <laughs> forward this Muslim registry mm -hmm. idea. We're trying to block anybody um, who identifies as a, Muslim from entering the country? Yeah, he has, I think there are seven countries that are predominantly Muslim that he is suspending their visas and the whole putting country. a ban on most of their refugees. Um, so it's not just a, you're Muslim, you can't come in. It's a, you're Syrian, you can't come in. Correct, correct. Well, either way, it's messed up. I was really trying to figure out how he was going to ban a ban a religion. Like, Yeah, it's banning those countries. Mm, that's not cool. That's not cool at all. I mean, um, have you, I forgot who, what the name of that woman is in New York that mentioned that she would be the first one to sign up. I'm like, yep, that's me. I'm a Muslim. Well, Linda Farsur is Muslim. Um, and oh, okay. She, she's she, a, is, a Muslim. she is a Yeah, she wears the job and everything. Um, and she has openly stated she's willing to die for her cause. She's willing to die for your kids. She's willing to die for her kids, you know. She is down. She's ready. Oh, I know to who you're talking about. She mm -hmm. spoke, there was a post that she made about yes. radical love. Yeah. Exactly. And so when I was at Facing Race in Atlanta and what was that, November? I don't remember. Sometime. Yes, it um, was. It was my, the birthday of my weekend. Weekend. She of my mentioned that Trump was trying to do this Muslim registry nonsense and that the first 5,000, however many thousand folks in line need to be these white allies that Damn right. are ready to roll and help out in trying to figure out what to do. Register. That's what y'all can do. Um, Which I appreciate her giving actual, actionable and she's very items good about for that. folks. Yeah. I'm, I'm really appreciative of that because I've found that I have so, sort of called out some of my allies, my, no, rather, co-conspirators. And they're like, all right, Lord, what you want me to do next? What can I do to help mm -hmm. move the cause forward? Yeah. I mean, there's been a couple of, um, celebrities, I guess, um, that have said that they are going to register themselves as it comes to that. Like, if he tries mm -hmm. to pull that and they're not, oh, they're, they don't identify as Muslim. Mm -hmm. So people are, are trying to stand up for this and we know it's wrong, but it, I just, it's too much. So he also pushed forward, um, he like took back the, um, the thing that, Obama shut down for the the Dakota Access Pipeline and the, and the Keystone Pipeline. I saw that coming, forward. yeah. But did you hear about the truck tipping over? Like some 155 million gallons of fuel? Yes, the thing that the water protectors feared has come true in Iowa, Northern Iowa, I think. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And apparently somebody was trying to, like before that happened, they were trying to say that the oil transportation is as safe as transporting milk or something ridiculous see when milk spills on the road it might get a little funky for a few days but the yeah, the, yeah no no and he's also trying to put a ban or has put a ban on government government funding for international organizations that provide abortions um and it's not even just abortions it's ones that it it, it's some of that them they, don't even provide abortions is they that they offer they provide you with like reproductive health information mm -hmm. um so you know clinics i remember one of the ones that i saw was like these major clinics in mexico that will no longer get that funding um which opens up a whole nother can of worms about how we're funding other countries yeah i didn't even realize that was a thing to be honest um but I, nor did I, because I'm like, wait, aren't we in debt? But okay. Um, I don't understand how our economy works at all. But I'm, I, yeah, it's definitely something I want to be more informed about this year. Is just how, where, how does the U.S. spend its money? Yeah, I just feel like they're not any more financially responsible than I am, and that scares me. 
<laughs> Seriously, I get that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but you're the president of Broke by Broke, but I, you are willing. I am the president of Broke by Broke, and we're always trying to do better. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, you're always trying to do better, so the U.S. could learn something from you. That's, the source of my struggles are usually student loans, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, if I didn't have my student loans, then I would be in a much better spot. But it is what it is. I have a college degree. I'm still paying for it. What you going to do? Sally Mae. Um, so this week we would like to add a new segment called Thank You, Black Jesus. Um, I feel like we're always asking him to fix everything, but not giving him praise where praise is due. So I know this might sound petty, but I would like to give a shout out to Black Jesus for awakening <laughs> Stacey Dash. Um, she has since been let go from Fox News. They no longer need her as a correspondent, I guess. Um, but it just, the election is done, so they ain't got nothing. Yeah, they don't need no black representative. They don't um, need a token Negro. They mm-hmm. do not need a token Negro, and so she no longer has a job there. I don't know what else she's up to, but I would like to point out that Black Don't Crack Homegirl is fifty years old and looks amazing. So we'll get. I want to say I feel like I look older than her, and I feel some kind of way about this. But I've just been—I think I'm going through a, a crisis because I just turned thirty. So I'm just like, is that a new wrinkle? But Stacey Dash, you are 50. You are killing it. But I wish that your outer self reflected right. your inner self. Or rather, yeah. your inner self, inner self reflected, reflected your outer, outer self. self. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just wanted to find something positive to say about Stacey Dash. <laughs> um, but thank you, Black I, Jesus. I do wonder Maybe what she'll be up to she next. will live as an example to those who think that Fox News cares about Black people. Because they don't. Yeah. Um, thank you, Black Jesus, for Yes We Code. That's a hashtag. I um, imagine you being on like the side of the bed and like praying and like oh. saying this, like thank and Jesus. Don't I want to thank you for my gerbil? Sorry, please continue. <laughs> so Van Jones has said that he is going to teach a hundred thousand children, um, black children, how to code, uh-huh. um, like computer programming or software programming or whatever that is, mm-hmm. coding. Really cool. And I would like to on his behalf, own coin, huh? On his own coin with his own monies. That I don't know. That's a great question. I'm going to look further into that. Um, okay. I'm assuming he's going to find assistance, like get other people to contribute to this, but maybe on throw money at it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but on behalf of Patrick Clark, 28 years old man of Queens or 28 year old man in Queens. Um, thank you, Black Jesus. He went to a bodega, bought a scratch off and won $5 million in the lottery. Girl, girl he beat the odds. He yeah. beat the odds within the odds within the odds because so I'm not even a black man. Go, I'm so he's only I mean, he won't, he's he not gonna so end up with five million dollars, but he'll end up with something because you know, taxes, but yeah, of course. So he's gonna at least good. walk away with like 2.5 mm, at least, at least. And if he puts that, if he diversifies his investments, put that in some you know, some some mutual funds, some, just don't some buy your example of how to manage your finances, and you're gonna be all right. Exactly. Okay, um, so this week, but fix it, Black Jesus. Mm. So the body footage from that incident in Fort Worth, Texas, that we spoke about a couple weeks ago has come mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And I watched most of it. I couldn't get through it all because it was just too I much. saw the first two seconds and I was done. But it just... It just reminded me of... And wait, can you just remind everyone what occurred okay. in that particular um, incident? So there was a seven-year-old black kid, black boy, and he allegedly threw a piece of paper on the ground on the property of his white neighbor, and his white neighbor told him to pick it up, and he didn't. This is all the story. And the white neighbor admitted to grabbing up this seven-year-old boy and choking him. And the mother came and was yelling at the... The neighbor reasonably so and saying like you don't put your hands on anybody's child like you don't have to put your hands on my son mm-hmm. and i can't honestly remember do you remember if she called the cops or he called the cops she called the cops okay she so called the, she cops called the police and the police immediate when he came went and talked to this white man yep and that is privilege and a half the fact that this black woman called the police because a white man choked her seven-year-old son and the first point of reference that the police officer wanted was the story of the white man. And he admitted like, to doing the thing. Like, he admitted that he choked this little boy. Yep. And still, this woman had to fight for her own agency. And yep. 
when she was like, he can't, he should not put his hands on my, on anybody's child. And the, the cop goes, well, he shouldn't have littered. <laughs> and she, she looked like she's seen a ghost. Seriously. Because what? Like, why does that even matter? And she told wow. him, like, that is not, whether he littered or didn't litter is not relevant. You do not put your hand oh, on my child. anybody's child. Anybody's child. You don't do it. It's my child. Yep. And somehow it got it escalated, and one of her daughters was like trying to step in between her and the officer, and he tackled this woman to the ground. So her, the mother and the daughter got arrested, and the other daughter was filming it on Facebook Live. And it was just a huge mess. And then he had the nerve to lie on all the reports. But now that the body cam footage has come out, mm-hmm. we know that he was lying and falsifying documents. And whoever signed off on these documents had also seen the body cam footage and also had been falsifying documents. So that means somebody else needs to go to jail. I don't understand. Do you think, do, what do you think the actual result will be after all of this? Come, I mean, it's all out. Like, do you have to expect something will, to actually happen? I don't think anything happen? will happen. Yeah, I don't have any I for that hope either. I'm wrong. I really do. But I have very low expectations. Same. Same. So, Black Jesus. Fix it. Fix it. Have you Thank seen you for those it? other things, but fix these things. Did you see the thing where the black cop that got tackled or he was like assaulted by white officers? He was an off-duty cop and he was black. He was assaulted by his white peers, I guess, because they didn't know he was a cop, which shouldn't matter. But Wait, but why did they tackle him in the first place? They, I don't remember why they assaulted him. Just being black? I guess. It doesn't matter. But anyway, he had wow. this press conference and he was like, everybody's always talking about training, training, training. No, we need consequences. That's what needs to happen. Yes. Yes. He's so right about that. I mean, these cops are being trained. They know what to do. They're also not being punished when they do the things they're not supposed to do. Once we have the, but actually with that said, the only people, actually the one person that comes to mind immediately that has had some kind of consequences was the, I believe, Asian American cop in but he's a Brooklyn. Brown Exactly my point. The only person that happened to got a consequence was a person of color. Like, come on now. Like that's I feel like they try to make an example of him. Like, well, there's here's one for you. Here's one for you guys. He's a cop. We we, we, We punished a cop. Like, no, you punished a brown you punished a brown cop because he's dispensable to you. Yep. Exactly. Um, And that was in the NYPD. That was after mm -hmm. oh my goodness. I feel I feel so terrible. That was one of the projects though. Yeah. In the pink houses. Akai? Was that Akai? Akai girly? I want to say it is. We can fact check that. But yeah, the point is justice is never had. Yeah. And Sheriff Clark in, is he in Minneapolis? You know that black man that be spouting off at the mouth? He is the most self-hating racist black man I've ever met in my life. Do he and Dave Chappelle's character have a lot in common? (laughs) What? Well, he is a sheriff in Minneapolis, I believe, and mm-hmm. every time he opens his mouth, I want him to close it. Well, then. Maybe he will close it and never so open it again. So, just do something about that, too. Um, and I don't know if this is a thank you, Black Jesus, or a fix it, Black Jesus, but Chrisette Michelle performed at the inauguration, and now apparently she is being disowned by her family. Um, Spike Lee was going to use her music in his upcoming... Netflix show. He is no longer going to do that. No, did you hear that much. Quest Love? I believe it was Quest Love had offered her money to not perform. Like he was wow. like, "Baby girl, I will give you this coin." Because so he knew not. He was trying like, to look out. Because she is, she is talented. She is skilled. Like she, but she is clearly a lost soul. Mm-mm. She's gonna be Mm-mm. real lost now because nobody wants nothing to do. Like with not it. even her family's disowning yeah. her. That's a. I, we That's had posted on the Facebook page if anyone has, in fact, lost friends as a result to their politics and their political views. There was a resounding yes. Um, but this is a whole nother level. You have lost family. You have lost ties with your family as a result. Like, what was she thinking? Damn. Damn. I know we all got to pay bills. I know we all got to make our money. But, like, I would rather be on a poll before I sang or did anything for Trump. I'll put that. I'll put that out there in the world. Just saying. Just saying. Whew. All right. Um. And not that I'm against P 
people that are on polls, but my narrow behind has no business <laughs> being on no poll. On to the next. Um, Wait, black creative. I, I feel like I missed something. Polls? Stripper polls? Mm-hmm. What about, as in, I would rather, so Chrisette Michelle performed mm-hmm. for Donald Trump, yes. clearly for some money. Oh, you would rather be on a stripper pole than perform for Donald Trump. Correct. Correct. Yeah. That's not even a fair thing, though, because there's nothing wrong with being on a strip. Exactly, court. which is why I felt I had to add that because there's nothing wrong with it. I just, I, it for me in my personal life and my narrow behind having life, it just wouldn't be a good time for you. But you would nah. rather have that bad time than perform for Donald Trump. Exactly. I'm not stacked okay. like Cardi B, so nah, nah. Okay, I'm okay. good. Okay. I'm good. Yes, I, I too, I feel like I would try. The stripper pole. Just Aisha, that would be the most I awkward could. thing I have ever seen in my life. If you were on there would be a lot of pole. laughing because I could never take myself seriously enough. <laughs> oh, um, gosh. I'm trying to imagine. No. But I would want to do it for the athletic course, like the athletic part. Well, I would do a class. I would definitely do a class. I just don't want to It's very challenging. Like, oh, yeah. Those women, they be doing some craziness. They are, they are so strong. I feel like you have to have like a gymnastics background to pull it off, you know, like. Okay. Word. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Tangent. This week for Black creatives. Um, I am not your Negro. Have you watched the preview? I have watched the preview. Um, and the film comes out in select theaters. They're releasing in select theaters on February 3rd. Oh, I'm going to um, be in Ashland. I'm going to be in Southern Oregon. I don't, I'm going to, if <laughs> by some chance, mm-hmm. Southern Oregon a movie theater in Southern Oregon happens to be showing that movie. I will be there and try and convince all my other schoolmates to come with me. I would not count on it. But, but yeah. Um, Otherwise, I'll see it when I get back home. <laughs> and um, apparently there was a new edition BET movie. Yeah. I heard you it was, see the memes? I guess it was a two-part situation. And I, I guess it was so. really, really good. Like, they did um, so well by it. Oh my god! Like I saw tweets that were like, "See, oh, no, there's at least three parts." It. Like that's how you make a movie about one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let that be an example. It's a three-part series. Three. I wonder if we can watch it without having cable. Yeah, I don't have cable, so I keep missing all the good stuff. Um, Dang, we might have to share our cable subscription. Wait, you in a different state? That might okay. I, I don't know how that would work out. Yeah. Anyway. Well, they're trying to find a new like online thing. So when they yeah, that fewer out, people are you know have cable, so it's like they have to yeah. figure out a new way. Maybe if they figure that out, I'll you know I'll do that. Okay. So I know Lady Lady Gaga is the headliner at the Super Bowl, but I did see that the original actresses that performed as the Skylar sisters in Hamilton are also performing in the Super Bowl, and what? I thought that was worth noting. Because it's super dope. I love Hamilton. I love all the songs. I've never seen it because it costs a billion kajillion dollars. They're and coming to Portland that's next if you month. You can even get a ticket. Like there was a lottery in San Francisco, and these white folks out here were sweating trying to get tickets. And I was like, <laughs> I want a ticket so bad. Um, I want see the thing. It's shame on me because Mundo had told me about Hamilton years ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh huh, yeah, great. I put that on the back of my mind, like in the back of my mind. Did he see it? He had seen it. He said it was the best thing he had ever watched on Broadway. This was back I believe in it. New York. And back then, the tickets were still like a shiny penny. But like now, they, I'm sure, have They're doubled in price. Yeah. So even if I could get a ticket, it's like, I know it's income tax. I know it's tax return season, but I don't know about it. I, I feel a kind of way about it, though. Like the idea that there's this people of color cast on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And but, it's inaccessible. And it's inaccessible. <laughs> It's so inaccessible because mm-hmm. it did so well. Yeah, that's pretty ironic. I mean, it's not a minstrel show, but like it, it's like it's pretty ironic. I think I'm mostly just jealous that because I can't see it. I feel like maybe you think I'm sure this is illegal, but like, do you think perhaps if you like just There's show, like, version. could there be a discount <laughs> if if you black and you want to watch the show? There like, can't be no discount. There are no tickets to buy. There's like. But, like, they should, like, reserve a certain number of tickets for brown people. And okay. I think that's a deeper discussion about <laughs> equity versus equality that we don't have time for today. All right. We'll make, we'll, we'll make that a discussion for but another I've day. I've been 
thinking a lot about equity and how one could implement it without it being just blatantly awful. Um, Have you written these things down? Because I would love to discuss this. Well, then I'll write them down. Thank They're all much. floating around in my head. Okay, write them down, please. Um, but yes, okay. So, oh, bus how, mm. bus how, the Emmett Till white lady, um, Carolyn Bryant. Yeah, huh? You know who she, she is now? She eighty some odd years old, and she done finally admitted because there's this guy who's writing a novel of some sort, or a memoir rather. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on some he writing a book of some sort. And he had asked to interview her, and apparently she's, he is the first person to get an interview with her to ask her these questions. There are so many books about Emmett Till, which for the people way in the back, um, Emmett Till was a teenager in the Deep South with his mama, I believe, at a grocery store. And in 1955. In 1955, and he was accused of having said some like sexual advancing things to this woman as well as like whistling to her. He was a 14 year old boy minding his business with his mama. We all know that. But no, of course, I don't think he was with his mom. Wasn't he visiting family? Like he was from, he Chicago. was with someone. He was from Chicago. And I think he was visiting. He was visiting a family member in Mississippi. I don't remember who he was visiting, but he wasn't by himself though. He wasn't by himself. He was with someone. And long story short, the end result was him, Emmett, being killed by the woman's, not just killed, but like mutilated and beaten to death by the woman's husband and his brother, so her brother-in-law. And his mom insisted on having an open casket funeral because she wanted people to see what white hate looks like. Mm -hmm. And this sort of catalyzed the civil rights movement. Um, And and finally, this woman admitted in her like 80 some odd year. 82. Recently. 82 when she admitted it. She admitted it 10 years ago. That she lied. Mm -hmm. That she lied. And we all knew she lied, but she actually said it out loud. I guess she was, she must have had to have a moment with her Jesus, with her Lord. And she finally admitted that she lied. Her husband since died, everybody since died. Um, But yeah, there's that. And part of me wonders if, even if she said I was lying, if they wouldn't have still killed that little boy. Yeah, because I didn't, actually during the trial, apparently, the, they weren't even going to admit her testimony because they were like, it's irrelevant to what happened. And of course, the brother-in-law and the husband were found not guilty within an hour of the jury, you know, um, what, did the, what did the jury people do? Consulting with one another. They determined that he was not guilty because of course he was amongst a peer, you know, a group of his own peers, other white men. Um, and so they, he was found not guilty or they were both found not guilty, it would not have made any difference because they weren't even going to submit the testimony. They were already going to find him not guilty. Wait, what was the charge? Is it that he whistled at her? Or like... I believe it was that he... I remember when I learned it in school that it was that he had whistled at her. But I have uh-huh. since read... Why is that she, a punishable offense? Cause, because he was because he's white, black. She was a white lady. Yeah, you can't, you can't whistle at white ladies. So they bludgeoned this... Like bludgeoned. Like literally bludgeoned this 14-year-old boy to death because he whistled at a white lady. Well, because well, he allegedly... Allegedly, allegedly was. See, my thing is, it doesn't even matter if he did or he didn't. I know he didn't. But the yep. fact that a whistle is... Punishable by heads, death. Punishable by bludgeoned to death or death at all. I just remember the first time I saw this story, I think I was... I don't remember how old I was, but I saw it in a magazine. It was like an anniversary year. And it was an illustration of Emmett Till after being bludgeoned. And I was so curious. And then on the next page, it was like an actual image of him. And I was just like, what in the, like, what the, what? Like, even then I couldn't understand. And that didn't make any sense to me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is why we all, this is also tying into the whole trust issues thing where all it took was for a white lady to make up a story about a 14 year old boy whistling at her to get him which is why we're afraid of them or why they're why they're so why they're allowed to be so fragile like you don't say anything negative like if it's me against a white lady white lady wins all the time every time 
Like that's the, just how that the, is. The, right the woman with her son, she called the police. Yeah. The officer immediately goes and asks the white neighbor what happened. Black mm-hmm. people are ignored, even if they are the authority on the on the on the situation. It doesn't matter because their opinion or their thoughts aren't as valid in the eyes of what is normal as their white. What was Whoever that called? That voting system? Was it like a three-fourths rule? Oh, where they weren't worth as much? Where yeah, you... I feel like we're still there. It's not our vote necessarily, although that's a whole other conversation. Well, it is there's still voter a... suppression happening. So. It is our existence that is clearly not the same. I'm on the same level as our white peers, if you will. Mm-hmm. On that note... Okay, I think oh, that's wait, it. Oh, wait, let's remind the folks what the questions are. Oh, okay. So our questions for you this week are as follows. How do you suggest to a friend that they might need to seek help from a mental health professional? And the second question is, geez, I didn't write it down. How it's, would you feel? Oh, how would you feel if your friend suggested to you that you might need help from a mental health professional. I'm looking forward to answering that question next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes. So you can answer that question via Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at fixitblackjesus or send us an email at fixitblackjesus at gmail.com. We still also, haven't received an email. I'm just saying. I mean, you know. You can also rate or please rate and review us on, we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. All the places um, you find your podcast. All mm-hmm. the places you find your podcast. Just give us all good old five stars or however many stars. It ain't got to be five stars. But you know, if you think we deserve five stars, then give it. You get the point. Okay. Well, I my mean, name is Nikki No, 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 no. But if you think we deserve four stars, you should just round up to five. I'm just saying. I'm also, tell us why. Like, you know, send us that email and be like, well, if you did this, I would think you could fight you. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> my name is Aisha McGowan. <laughs> and I'm Laura Feliz. And this is Fix It Black Jesus. Please fix it, Black Jesus. <clears throat> <sighs> All right. It's time for me to do what I do. Well, Bye. just one of the things I do. Bye.